0: This is Darwin Turf Talk with Sam Highland and Chris Nelson.
1: Welcome to another week of Darwin Turf Talk and, uh, with my offsider Chris Nelson. Chris, we're we on the quick backup.
2: We are, Sammy. Geez, I don't know how we're going to handle the quick backup. <laughs> we're not getting any younger.
1: Now, we're going to have a chat to Andrew O'Toole off the the top uh, and get uh, we'll talk about last week's meeting and then obviously uh, get some tips going into uh, Friday's meeting. Uh, Good meeting there. And we're going to have a chat to Tayan Halter, who is a local trainer that has been in uh, top form. She was a former jockey and uh, she's just a good oak. Tayan Halter, and uh, she'll have plenty to chat about. She's got a heap of runners uh, going into Friday's meeting, and then Chris Nash, Nashy. I know uh, from probably from getting out and on the drink with uh, down oh, in Melbourne at, at different different times, but uh, uh, he's a bit more uh, bit more disciplined than me, Chris. Oh, and he goes home early, which is uh, a positive anyway. Uh, that's didn't for he sure. Play,
2: that's... Sammy, didn't he play football for Richmond? Isn't that Chris? No. <laughs>
1: I, I don't think it's the same one. I don't think I it's think the same. I think it was I actually
2: think it was Chris Nash that played football oh, okay. for Richmond. So we're missing an eye. Anyway. Just
1: you just, just mix tea typical of you to bring Richmond into it, isn't it? <laughs> but Sorry, the main man comments? the main man at the top end is Andrew O'Toole and he has been tipping up a storm. Only I'm not sure that he was on the mark with the uh and I well, I won't be surprised by this, uh with to the point taking out the first race. At last week's meeting, uh, gee Andrew, that got up at good odds.
0: Yeah, morning boys. Uh, he, uh, he certainly did to the point. I had him in the mix. I uh, had him in to run third. Then there was a scratching, so he moved into second place. But uh, that's, that's that's hardly uh, anything to hang my hat on, I suppose. But um, he's, <laughs> he's got something. He's going great. Something. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's going great. That horse. In fact, he's one of uh, the small three horse team trained by Chloe Baxter, who's only had her license. Um, for about six months and uh, is, is putting together a fantastic strike rate and a fantastic record. Uh, and she's represented again uh, this week by um, a very smart horse called First Crusade. We'll talk about him a little later and also swing with Junior. But to the point going well, uh, as um, has his co-owner or co-owner's uh, commentator, Craig Sant is in to the point, uh, as yeah. is his lovely wife, Varn. So um, they were pretty excited last uh, Saturday when to the point did the business. Siacam,
1: um, cam is is he's just like he's tricky, isn't he? This horse, like, because uh, I thought I thought he would win that race.
0: Yeah, he's tricky. All right, I can't even say his name, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm never sure if it's Seekim, Siakam, Siakam, I never know, but um, he's uh, he is tricky. He, he's a horse that really needs. <laughs> Uh, his own rules and everything going right for him. He, he got taken on last week, funnily enough, by the stable, made obligatory, and um, they sort of looked like they were going to fight it out, that pair, the Clark pair, and um, to the point, aided by a lovely Casey Hunter ride, he just sat uh, right behind them, peeled off on the home bend, and um, had the momentum up and was able to run them down late to win uh, cosily by a length and a half. But um, uh, he, he's racing well, um, uh, Siakam or Siakam or whatever you call him, and um, <laughs> you, you, you always have to have him in your factor for sure.
2: Andrew, uh, to the point, would have to be Chloe Baxter's favourite horse. I mean, uh, he's only had five starts for Chloe, and he's won three of them and placed the other two. Yeah, he's certainly
0: uh, right, uh, right up at the top of her list. That's for sure, Chris. He's uh, he's a four year old. Uh, he's by ball Point. He's out of a Supreme Class mare, and uh, Chloe's uh, she only, as I say, been training a short time, but she's got this knack of um, buying uh, tried horses that um, produce here. At First Crusade. I mean. Uh, He's uh, he's he's a really smart young horse that she purchased uh, a few short months ago. He was her first runner, uh, and then to the point, her, her second, and then she bought a uh, another horse that raced here during the carnival called Swing With Junior, bought off Kim Hahn, and uh, he uh, hasn't yet won for Chloe, but he's um, he's knocking on the door, and he gets another chance uh, tomorrow.
1: Bat Pad took out uh, the second race and, and paid well this
0: horse. Yeah, it was uh, over the odds. Um, I was a Niwond fan here. Um, unfortunately, Niwond uh, went a good race, but had a little bleed, um, which uh, is not unusual. Um, so um, he'll be on the sidelines for a little while, Niwand. Um But Batpad racing really well this mare. She'd put together three in a row then um, uh, ran at the tail at uh, her previous start but uh, nothing went right that day behind Mr Cashman but she certainly bounced back to her best form in the hands of Sonia Wiseman for Mark 9 um, I know Mark's got a pretty high opinion of this little mare, uh, a, a daughter of Brazen Bow and uh, she's now won 5 of her 19 starts and, uh, and going great for, uh, for Mark 9. And Mr Cashman certainly wasn't disgraced? No he wasn't, he he, he won a good race again, uh, he's uh, He's trying hard in his races and uh, finished solidly along the inside in the hands of Paul Denton. Um, ideas man, I think he's going for a break now. He finished at the tail, and the other runner in that small five-horse field was Spielberg, and he finished fourth of the five. But um, yeah, all honours with the winner, Batpad.
1: Race three went to Nashi's horse, One Ferrana. Uh, this is another that paid well, eight dollars fifty. And what about Dreyfus running a race at eight bucks the place?
0: Yeah, my word, it was uh, it was a good performance from Juan Ferreira. He was pretty bullish. Was uh, was the Nash man with Juan uh, Ferreira. and uh, I know he uh, I know he had a little bet, like he's uh, want to do. And uh, and she never uh, gave her rivals uh, uh, a, a look in uh, Philip Kreitz wrote Her she won by space, and uh, she's in again on Friday, uh, of course. And uh, I suppose the only question is the backup. I know you, uh, you guys are struggling with the backup. Uh, we'll see. There's a few horses actually backing up this week from, uh, from last. Uh, she's one of them, but, um, she won by a space if she only, she only has to re- really reproduce that performance and she'll be hard to beat again. Dreyfus was good. Um, I had him in the mix. He'd come off a couple of, um, trial runs here. Uh, that was his first, uh, start in the top end. So he did a good job. And, uh, the third place skitter there was Brave Fling. Well, it's knocking on the door. I had it as the best bet of the day, but, um, wrong again.
2: Uh, well, the yeah, the margin was only nine and a half lengths, so you weren't far away, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sums it up, doesn't it, guy? Sums it up. Don't worry, you owe me one now.
1: <laughs> race four. Race four went to Hannah Hannah Stroza, who you were with. I'm um, I'm um, uh, almost certain yep. last week.
0: Yeah, we uh, we got one right. Uh, Hannah Stroza um, was good, um, well ridden by Paul Denton out in front the whole way. Uh, credit to Gary Clark and his team. This horse has had a few issues. Um, I remember it, it, racing at Catherine uh, earlier in the season and uh, ran to the outside fence and uh, wouldn't steer, and, uh, and Clarky was despairing of it. But um, to his credit, he persevered. Uh, its last three starts have been a third, a second, and now that win, uh, it's, in, it's in again this week as well, another one on the backup. But um, those uh, horses, that uh, when they strike form on the dirt, uh, often keep uh, that form going. So he was good in Astroza, beating X Games. Uh, three and a quarter was the margin there. And uh, Flying Barty having her first uh, start in the top end. She she was the horse guys that had got down in the gates at, when they let the field go at Gawler, if you'll remember that. Um, they yeah. couldn't get her out, so they actually let the field go so they could then get her out, which is unusual, of course. But um, yeah. she had her first start here. Thankfully, all went well. She went in. She jumped out and she went a good race. So, um, well done to the team with Flying Barty.
2: X Games, interesting runner there, running second, as you mentioned, Andrew. A big drifter, sevens out to fourteens, yet ran quite well. Yeah. Yeah, he went He went good. Uh, Janis Luxeman took the ride, the
0: uh, Alice Springs-based Mauritian apprentice, uh, who won a race uh, in Alice Springs last Saturday aboard... Um, uh, Rupert's Delight, he was aboard X Games. He's riding here again tomorrow. In fact, we've got uh, 11 riders in Darwin tomorrow, which is great, um, hence the good yeah. fields that we have on this uh, Friday fixture. Um, we'll talk about those in a little t- in a little while.
1: War Games uh, took out race five uh, for Philip Crouch and Dick Leach, and uh, this horse is uh, good value too, also.
0: Yeah, it was a good performance. Uh, they went really hard in this race. Hard to excel, set up a big lead, uh, and, and probably in hindsight went a bit quick and um, capitulated early in the straight. In war games, he got back last um, for Coochie and uh, weaved his way through and uh, finished with a wet sail and was too strong over concluding stages, beating Light and Dark, who uh, fought on strongly for Tessa Townsend along the inside. Um, uh, probably its uh, best run for a while, Light and Dark. And third across was Blue and he went his usual honest race. But um, all honours with the winner there, war games
2: he was um he was short blue ant I did actually see that race. I've watched it a couple of times, and he never really got into the race though did he the sixty one and a half probably no. doesn't help yeah that's true he it, nothing
0: really went right for him um uh was carried a little wide on the corner by war games who was uh, finishing through at a rate of knots and uh and um he he just whacked away to the finish. I suppose, blue, and he'll yeah. win another race uh, in the not too distant future. But as you say, carrying plenty of weight, that was a benchmark fifty-four. Maybe if he uh, he goes up in grade a little bit to uh, maybe even a, a zero to sixty-four with a little less weight, might be uh, might be to his liking. But he wasn't bad.
1: And Sonia Wiseman brings up a soapy bubble, winning the last, uh, uh, which was a good win.
0: Yes, uh, he got this one up as well, Hockalesqua. Uh, I, I liked its uh, only previous start in the top end and finished second a virtuous miss He looks a, a pretty smart type for Tom Logan and uh, Angie Forster does a very good job with a small team and Hocka Lesqua uh, well ridden by Sonia got the chocolates in the last um, formerly trained I think uh, I'm not sure um, I was going to say Chris Waller there for a minute but I'm not 100% sure um, Team Hawks. second flying deputy oh yeah I knew it was one of the guns uh, there you go yep. thanks for that Chris Flying Deputy was uh, a good run in second for uh, Dick Leach and, and Phil Crouch, and uh, number two, Manly Cove. His, his, was a, his was a better run than it looked. He actually got stuck three wide the trip, and I thought uh, he might drop away here in the straight. He was under pressure at the home turn, but he actually kicked on fairly well to finish third uh, in the hands of Paul Denton. But uh, all honest with the winner of the Ahokalesqua, a nice uh, cut of a horse by Star Turn, got the white markings like uh, his sire, and uh, I think uh, won't be the last time he's winning here in the top end.
1: Now Friday's meeting uh, is is a really good one, and uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, looking forward to this, and I'm going to be working on trackside, so we'll uh, get a good look at a few of these horses. And I think I tell you what else is, uh, which is a positive for this meeting: Ash Butler and Mark Pegas uh, making the trip yeah. to Darwin to uh, kick a few round there. And uh, yeah, I think that that also is good to uh, have them boost the jockey ranks.
0: Yeah, my word. It's, it's a really good meeting, guys. Just a little bit of background, uh, why those boys are here or how, how come they are here. Uh, Mark Pius is a good friend of Chris Nash's. Um, Mark, as you know, is a dual licence holder. He trains and rides. He's only recently come back uh, to the riding ranks uh, and uh, has got his weight uh, down. Nash, was keen for him to come up and, uh, and punch a couple around, and that's what he's going to do. I think he's got three rides on the day. Uh, he's the winner of about uh, 970 races. He, a former Darwin Cup-winning jockey, won the Cup back in 2007 on General Market. He's also a Group 1-winning uh, rider, won a Goodwood some years ago. So he'll, uh, him and Wayne Davis, uh, the two Group 1-winning jockeys in the room on Friday, they'll be able to have a bit of banter, no doubt. But um, great to see um, Mark Pegas here and Ash Butler. He's coming to uh, ride predominantly for Tom Logan, Tommy's uh, partner and uh, and uh, the leading rider here at the present time, Sonia Wiseman. Sonia just had a uh, little bit of um, day surgery on a wrist problem that she's had. That was on Monday, so she's out this week. I spoke to her on Tuesday, hoping to be back for uh, the last meeting in Darwin pre-Christmas, which is on the 17th, although her arm's all bandaged up. So I hope um, uh, Sonia comes uh, back for that meeting. If she doesn't, I told her not to worry, although she's in front in the... uh, Jockey's premiership in the top end. One ahead is Jared Todd, and she's leading the uh, Red Centre premiership. So she doesn't want to lose a lead. And I said um, there's plenty of time in the season to go, Sons. But um, that's the reason those two boys are here. Really uh, adds to what's going to be a very good day's racing. And as you say, um, those experienced riders and bolstering our our rider strength in numbers up to 11 this week. Uh, And we'll talk about a new rider as well. So we've got the experienced guys uh, here on Friday, and we've also got... Uh, a young lady having her first race day ride as well, young Emma Lyons. And
2: Just, um, that on, is the, on, the f- on the Friday, sorry, Sammy, on the Friday yeah. meeting, is this, Is I'm gathering you don't have, I, I haven't seen a lot of Friday meetings, is this like a Christmas party sort of set up meeting? Dead right, Chris, um,
0: 100% yeah. right. We um, normally have three Saturdays back-to-back in advance of Christmas in Darwin, but uh, the Darwin Turf Club were keen to try uh, a Friday meeting uh, for the Christmas party market. You have uh, hit the nail on the head. The uptake's been fantastic. Uh, the place will be uh, pretty full tomorrow with uh, a number of Christmas parties and uh, uh, businesses enjoying uh, the festivities. Uh, and uh, and in fact, we've just done our dates for next December. Uh, and um, instead of just uh, the one Friday, the, uh, the club's keen to have two. So um, there'll be two Fridays and a Saturday pre-Christmas in 2023. Um, and uh, well under the club for uh, that initiative, and uh, and we're looking forward to it. Six races on the program. We've divided the benchmark fifth and four, and um, should be some really really good racing and good betting races uh, come tomorrow.
1: Right. Oh well, let's get into this meeting and and race one. As you've touched on, Emma Lyons having her first ride in a race, and there's no better horse to kick round than an an old eight year old that's uh, having start number fifty five. He's he's won ten races so. He'll basically uh, be able to just cart around, and and from that good gate, uh, I think she'll get a sweet ride. It's all, it's always good to to ha- I I think uh, for for a jockey having its first having their first ride at the races, ride something that's been around a bit.
0: Couldn't agree more, Sam. And uh, it just takes the pressure off. He's he, he's a perfect ride. I'm uh, looking for you, of course. He's trained by Phil Cole the young Emma, who's a 16-year-old Darwin Lass, uh, is apprenticed to. Um, she's uh, written a good number of trials here. She's also written uh, trials in South Australia. Uh, she probably would have had a license a little earlier, but um, she just had a a, um, a wrist fracture not long back. So that took her a little while to uh, recover from, but she's been back going well. Um, she's uh, keen, um, rides at about um, 53 and a half, I think, maybe uh, 54 kilos. Um, but she's keen. She's a darling girl born and bred. So we're looking forward to young Emma kicking off tomorrow. She's got two rides. Looking for you, he's drawn four. Um, he goes uh, over the 1,300 metres. He races handy, so um, no doubt um, Emerald boot him out and, and get him up on the pace there, and uh, he'll give her a lovely ride, I'm sure.
2: Can she debut with a winner?
0: Look, uh, uh, he's a chance for sure. I've got him, uh, I've got him in the mix. Um, I thought War Games was the horse to beat, though, Chris, uh, just on the back of that win last week. That was 1,100 in benchmark 54 grade. This is 1,300 in the same grade. Uh, And the way he got home over that 1,100-metre trip, there's no doubt that the extra journey will be to his liking. Uh, I suppose the question mark is the backup. But he's an old six-year-old. He's had uh, 34 starts. He's trained by Dick Leach. And Philip Kreutz, who rode him last week, um, is back on. So I had him on top to beat number one, Freddie the Eagle, for Ash Butler and Tom Logan. Uh, Two wins back-to-back and then a fourth-placing last time out when not much went right. Uh, I had Zariski in to run third, trained by Gary Clarks, had the one start here in Darwin and should be improved by that. And Jarrett Todd, back from a uh, meeting suspension, he takes the mount. And I had looking for you, for young Emma, in to run fourth. So those were my numbers, five, one, three, and
3: two.
1: Race number two here. And uh, this is field of seven. Emma Lyons, uh she's riding Meadows, Young Buck. So first and second races uh, for her to kick off and then... Uh, I'm sure the the nerves will be settled by the time she gets to the second one. She'll be able to kick this round. Can this one deliver for her, Andrew?
0: I I think it can. Uh, I think it can, Sam. I uh, have it on top, uh, Meadows Young Buck. His last start second place here was in a benchmark 76 mile. He's way back to a benchmark 54, 1300. So admittedly, he's down in trip. But Yanis um, Luxeman rode in last time, uh, booted him to the front. He set up a bit of a lead, and um, it took a horse of the quality of Noir de Rue, who's uh, been placed in two Darwin Cups, to run him down. Uh, he only has to reproduce that. Admittedly, he's back in journey, but been three weeks between runs, so hopefully uh, he's got um, that freshness back in his legs. And I think he's very hard to beat, claiming the four kilos, of course, Emma down to the six uh, from the 61 down to the 57. And I think um, this could give her the dream start to her career on day one. So number one on top for me, Meadows Young Buck. Beat number five, Malibu edition, Ash Butler for uh, Tom Logan. I just forget he went around last time, got absolutely flattened just out of the gates uh, in a race uh, eventually won by cudgery on protest. Um, he uh, was lucky he didn't come down, Malibu edition, and uh, Jared Todd wrote on that occasion. Ash Butler goes on here. He's um, got to be the hardest to beat. And for third, Mr. Jangles. He's a specialist over the 1,300 metres. He's won half a dozen races uh, at the trip from some 29 starts. Test Townsend, uh, visiting from far north Queensland, uh, takes them out here for Tayan Halter. And my fourth selection was number six, Great Boulder. One, five, four and six.
2: All righty. Race number three on Friday is the TRNT, Off the Track Handicap. Benchmark 64, 1,200 metres, just a small field, but they all look uh, to be racing reasonably well.
0: Yeah, smallest field of the day, uh, the 64 here. Gary Clark holds the key, I think, he has three of the five engaged here, and I've got one of his not surprisingly on top, and that is number one, Razu, Jarrett aboard from the one gate. Uh, he had uh, his first back this campaign on Melbourne Cup Day, finished six of nine behind Bat Pad. We know how well she's been going. That was in zero to 70 grade. Crops in grade for this um, up and trip should suit uh, to the uh, 1,200 metres, and I think um, Razu's the horse to beat. Ahead of number two, crazy lad. Last start winner for Phil Cole, Yannis Luxman uh, uh, retains the mount. Uh, it was a good ride last uh, time. This horse won from Yannis. Uh, Just sort of sat off the leaders, um, came home strongly down the middle of the track to get the chocolates. And in for third, number one, uh, number three rather, Ice Ice Baby, having her second, uh, his second start uh, rather, in the top end. A horse bought uh, out of the tried Horse Sale here, held at the end of July. Uh, should be an appro- an improver on that first up run. And Ash Butler gets a ride for the leading trainer here in Gary Clark. So one, two, three, and four for me in race three.
1: Race four is the Bet365 Lightning Series, uh, Trovers Handicap over the 1,200. Mystery flies out of this race. Uh, Sugaru drawn the one gate. Uh, It's going to get a good run.
0: Yeah, good uh, little line-up here for the Class 2 Gallopers, just the seven with the uh, defection of Mystery Flyer. And I thought Mark P just could get on the board here aboard number two, Archie James, uh, another from the Tried Horse Sale, and this one in the Chris Nash stable. Has uh, only had the one start in Darwin, did a good job winning here on Melbourne Cup Day in uh, Maiden Grade over this trip. Uh, young Luxeman Road on that occasion. Uh, horse had a hard run in transit. He was three wide the trip. Uh, Took over on the home turn and kept going strongly to beat Flying Deputy uh, by a length and a quarter. And I thought um, uh, he'd be hard to beat again. Chris has uh, given him plenty of time to get over that run. That was the 1st of November. Uh, And as we mentioned, Mark Pegas in the saddle looking for a Khalil win, 972. Uh, Number two on top, Archie James, to beat number four, Flying Deputy, who, uh, since that uh, runner-up uh, effort behind, Archie James has had a win in another second. So he's racing well for Dick Leach and uh, Phil Kreitch. Sigaru into for third from the one gate. Uh, Luxeman rides here. Uh, one last start, but lost it in the, uh, in the room uh, when the protest was upheld. Kajiri got the, uh, the money. Uh, only has to reproduce that sort of performance to be uh, in this again. And my fourth selection, number five, Rojo Boom, a uh, little horse with ability, uh, second up here for Mark 9 and Stan Sakos, two, four, one, and five.
2: Race number five is the Darwin Racing Handicap, Benchmark 70, over 1100 metres. And uh, we've got, at this stage, nine runners. Uh, yeah, I uh, think we should go around with the nine of them. Belmont Bay is the only
0: defection. Uh, this is the best race of the day by far, and looking forward to the clash of. Um, some really good mid-grade sprinting horses here. Uh, not the least of them, of course. Number two, First Crusade, my first uh, selection. Uh, raced by Chloe Baxter, trained by Chloe. Casey Hunter aboard. returned from a four-month spell in devastating fashion here on the 19th of November in zero to 64 grade uh, over this... Uh, rather, over 1,200 metres. This is 1,100. But one by seven and a half length speed Early Crow. Absolutely gave them a, a toweling, did uh, First Crusade lead on that occasion and um, had them stretched out like a Shanghai coming around the corner and uh, run away to win by seven and a half. Can uh, go on with the job. Uh, Chloe's got a nice horse on her hands here and uh, I think he'll be winning race five. But um, won't have it all his own way. I've got number eight virtuous missing to run second. Ash Butler for Tommy Logan. Similarly impressive winning here on Melbourne Cup Day. Uh, Admittedly in Class 2 company, won by nearly six on that occasion. Beating Hokalesqua who came out and won last week so pretty good form lines around virtuous miss uh certainly up and grave as we mentioned but um, she's uh, a mere with a pretty good record only 19 starts three wins seven seconds and two thirds so uh i've got her right in the mix in for third number three Vunavalu, wayne davis for phil cole he hasn't raced for about 11 months uh, Vunavalu, but the winner of 10 from 44 uh has had a couple of trials to fit him for this uh, we had, um, I know Phil had been hoping that young Emma Lyons uh, would be able to take the mount here, but um, uh, she's only p- uh, permitted to ride in races at this stage of no more than eight runners. And this has got the nine, so uh, Wayne Davis, uh, the beneficiary there. And my fourth selection, number four, and that's Global Wonder. Uh, look for improvement out of him, Jared Todd for Gary Clark. And then we've got others in the event, like Cudgery, um, who won three of uh, her last four. Swinglet Junior, uh, the second of Chloe Baxter's runners in the event. Uh, and also another couple from the Clark Stable and Petria and Papalette. And it's a really, really good race. Uh, as you can see, guys, looking forward to that one at 4.57 NT time.
1: Beauty. And then the lucky last. Now, which way are you going here? But I see, uh, well, I, I see she has got uh, Pegasus on air command. Henna Stroza, obviously, one last start. Can it go two in a row? And here's one for an up again.
0: Yes, good uh, race to finish the card, the 1,000 metres. They'll go lickety split here. I think now she can win uh, his second for the day here with one for Anna. Uh Philip Kreutz stays aboard. He rode her last week, so um, uh, uh, now she was um, keen for him to retain that association. So I've got one for Anna on top. She won by eight and a half the other day, uh, and he never really moved on a she um, She's drawn uh, handy this time uh, in barrier four. She was in barrier six the other day. She's got huge gate speed this source. You watch her out of the gate. She's a uh, She's a flyer uh, in her uh, early part of her races. So I think she'll lead. Stroza, I've got in for second. He's drawn out uh, wider. He's in barrier eight. Um, so he'll, um, he won't he will be able to cross one for Anna, I'm sure. But I'm sure he'll race handy. Pulled in for Gary Clark. In for third, number one, Chief Mondo. Uh, Clarky again. Jared Todd aboard. Consistent type um, and draw on the outside. It's not going to make it easy. But he's a chance in my fourth selection, number five, Brazen Pine. Uh, Wayne Davis for Phil Cole was a good third here behind Minister in this grade uh, and over this trip, and that was on the 12th of November. But um, could be a good day for Christopher John Nash with uh, one for Anna in the last.
1: Whoa, boom. So, rightio. Okay. Oh, well, you are absolutely all over it, Andrew. Uh, well, best of luck for this meeting, uh, Tomorrow afternoon, and uh, all the best for Christmas. Hope you have a great one, and we'll catch up uh, into yeah. the new year.
0: Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, likewise, all the best for the uh, festive season, and uh, and uh, here's to a bigger and brighter 2023. And hopefully, we can uh, tip a few winners tomorrow, and a lot more next year. Thanks, Andrew. All the
1: best. Good on you, Andrew.
0: Good on you, boys. Thanks.
1: There is Andrew Tool. He's the main man there in Darwin. Uh, oh. The Thoroughbred Racing and CEO and uh, obviously form expert and tips bags of winners. Now it's good to welcome Tayan Holter uh, on the line to Darwin Turf Talk. Uh, Good morning, Tayan.
3: Good morning, Sam. How are you? Uh,
1: All is well. All is well. Now, you've got an interesting... Well, interesting history, Tayan. You've been uh, a, a, a jockey uh, now, a trainer, um, and horse racing's been your life all the way along.
3: Yeah, I think um, I think I was nearly born on a horse's back. My dad was a jockey. My mum was an amateur rider. My whole family, basically, into racing, bookmaking. Many years ago, so I was destined. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: on, you had no choice
2: in the matter, did you? You had no choice. No, I Tayan. think
3: I yeah. No, I think I was sleeping at the stables when I was born, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, funny. So, it's funny Are you about Darwin born and bred?
3: Bre- um, no, Queensland originally. Um, sorry, mate, yeah, oh, Queensland. Yeah. Born and bred in Winton in Queensland where my grandfather was training and my dad was riding. Um, and I think uh, my parents moved up to Darwin uh, about 70... Well, was I about maybe... Yeah, 1970, yeah. Moved to moved to the territory to start um, racing horses up here, and me dad was still riding.
1: Then, yeah. Hmm. Wow, way, and and so I would imagine that uh, you know, obviously, it, it, it would have been so different uh, way back then.
3: Oh well, like I said, I grew up here, um, was here for Cyclone Tracy, and um, I was lucky enough to get ride against my dad when I first. I was apprenticed to my father, and we rode um, we rode together for. Um, few years before he retired and um yeah so i sort of grew up in the territory so i've seen it flattened and be rebuilt and and as a child went to school here and you know i've traveled all over the country australia but um darwin's home
1: yeah wow that's uh that's amazing and and have you ever had any ambition to, to leave darwin
3: no nah, too cold down there for me mate <laughs> i worked, for, I worked for, Colin for a while and and uh Every winter, saw me come home. I couldn't couldn't do the winters <laughs> down there. No,
1: yeah, I bet, I yeah, bet. And yeah, what would be, what would be, what would be the best horse that you've seen uh, in Darwin in in your time?
3: Um, geez, that's like asking comparing black caviar and and Tullock and you just can't. There's been a lot of good horses in the territory. You know, you, you look at the horses yeah. that have left you recently, like Desert Lashes, left from Alice Springs. Eight straight before you know went to Adelaide and then went over to Tony McEvoy. You've got over to, to Excel. I mean, you know them young horses that have started up here and went down there. They've been great horses, you know. Um, um, Clarky gets some great horses from down south over Carnival and um, look at old It's to him. He what an old legend he was winning a couple of day on Cups and. I just think there's too many to to yeah. um, in in my time, and then you go back to the old days when. Um, my father and that were racing horses, you know, there were some good horses back in the day, you know. So yeah. it's like anything. I think it's just great to see good horses go through their grades and, and achieve for the owners and, and the
2: trainers. Yeah. Tayan, you speak glowingly of your father, Bevan. Now, I believe there's a stable, there's a street named after your father.
3: Yeah, they, um, they, um, on the street, the stable street across the road at the race course. So you've got the, you, you've got the grandstand side, then obviously our stable side is on the back of, on the back straight. All the horses are stabled there. Um, and so that, that street is basically Bevanhalter Avenue. Um, Turf Club did that for him, um, probably maybe six months before he passed away. Yeah. Mm.
1: It's fantastic. And now, what, what has been what has been the best horse that you've been involved with that your dad trained uh, in your time?
3: Oh, my dad had a lot of good sprinters. Um, the one seventeen, I think. Thanks for lunch one twenty seven. Um, he was shy. He never won a go on Cup as a trainer. Um, I think he ran second with one of his horses. But a lot of good sprinters, my dad, in his time side saddle um, over the years. So they probably. He, his best. Um, towards the end of his career, Bowmaster retired at 13 with 17 wins under his belt, so wow. um, he was unbeaten over 1,000 metres in his whole racing career. Yeah, so, yeah, m- more sprinters though with my dad, but he trained a lot of um, West Cup winners. He did a West round every year, like Wyndham, Karanara, Horse Creek, did that country round, Catherine races. He was very big into the country racing. Yeah, that's
2: and how fantastic. many horses I'm have you d- got in your stable?
3: Um, I basically, I had a small team of 12, um, and then, um, currently we got up to 32 over the carnival last year and now we've got 20 in work and probably got eight in the paddock, two in Adelaide and one in, boat is it, at the moment spelling. So probably, probably maybe 32 on the books. Yeah. Only 20 in the stable okay. though, at the moment. Mm.
1: Fantastic. And you've got uh, a host of runners uh, at this meeting tomorrow afternoon in the first uh, Pointos pick with Casey Hunter on board.
3: Yeah, she's genuinely a mare that takes a couple of runs to get going and then she's pretty honest. Um, she's um, been a bit unlucky. The first two starts, she's kind of anticipated the jump and, she, and she'd um, come out of the gates pretty awkwardly. Um, but then she ran a nice race with Casey on where she got home quite hard against the rail. So we're looking for a bit better showing from her with Casey back aboard and she should be finishing off nicely.
2: Now, in the second race, so uh, you've got Mr. Boom Jangles, Tessa Townsend's making the trip to ride this one. Yes,
3: this old fella, he's a bit tricky old old fella. He likes a small field with a light weight, um, but I think um, he's had a bit of a freshen up and 1,300 is his absolute kept distance. So we're hoping that um, he can put his best foot forward for Tess and um, we should, again, he can race midfield to on the speed. So if he can be there handy, he should be getting home nice.
1: Hmm. Yowser steps out in, in race number three, another for Tessa Townsend.
3: Yeah, this horse, um, I think, a tougher field, but I think he's um, small field, lightweight, with Tessa's claim. Gives him a bit of weight for relief from his last couple of runs. And he is so honest, of course. He just um, seems to find a little bit of bad luck in, in a few of his runs because he gets back and then he's got to find his way through the field. But um, I think he'll run his genuine honest race again in the small field.
2: Now, in race four, Tayan, you've got the two runners. Uh, number three, Beach Haven. Casey Hunter rides Beach Haven, having its first start for you, comes up from uh, Victoria. And the other one there is number seven, Zip Lane. Now, uh, Tessa Tanzan will take the ride there. On the quick backup.
3: Yeah, uh, I'll start with Beach Haven. He's um, first up, obviously. He trolled nicely um, leading into this. It is his first run on the track, which can always be tricky. But uh, he trolled nicely on the dirt. So um, we're hoping that he can bring that troll trial runner and he should be um working to line nicely at the finish he's probably looking for um a little bit further based on his um runs down in victoria and that going through his form but you never know they can sprint well fresh hmm.
1: and zip and lane zip line. uh zip
3: zip lane she she's been a tricky one this girl she she runs super when she goes super and then she, she has some ordinary runs in between and um I'm thinking she's back in the right class, in a class two, and um, she came through the last run well. So we're expecting a bit better, better show this week.
1: Race five, you saddle up, our noble war.
3: Nice mare, very nice mare. She went for a grades nicely last prep. She usually takes a run or two because she's quite a, um, quite a tubby, and she races a bit keen fresh. So she might be finding herself pulling a bit hard early, but after a couple of runs, she tends to settle getting over the 12, 1300, she tends to race a little bit kinder. So she'll probably need this one, um, and she'll be probably ready, maybe this one and another one, and then she'll be ready.
2: And in the last race, so you've got Tessa Townsend on number nine here, and that's Madame Romanov. Uh, Six-start maiden yeah, this, needs to just improve a little bit.
3: She's um, She's got good pay. Her first start here, she let him. Led him by about six or seven and compounded it at the finish, which was, you know, wasn't the plan. But she just begun brilliantly, yeah. and, and she's uh, only a little filly, so um, she'll be probably having this one. It's more about education and just trying to get it. A, she gets back in the field, she gets her head up, she goes forward, she goes too hard. So we're just trying to one more run for education, I think, and then we'll put her in the paddock and let her grow up a bit because she's only a little filly and she basically um, she came here as a two-year-old in um, just before August. And we had to sort of wait till she was three, turn three, and then the first of the three-year-old maidens to come up. So she's probably ready for a spell now. She's had a couple of runs. And she'll be a nicer horse when she grows up a little bit.
1: So what would you say, uh, if we're going to put our house on one, which one can we put our house on, uh, town?
3: <laughs> <laughs> None. It's hard racing. It's very hard racing tomorrow. The fields are good. Um, there's, You know, you could throw your hat in the ring in any one of the races and, and there'd be a couple. That'd be hard to beat. First Crusade, call you back to source.
2: There you go. Boom. I've got one I question hope. for you, Tayan, before you go. One quick <laughs> one. Um, you've yep. obviously had most of your success in Darwin, but you've had a lot of winners at Wyndham. Now, that's a track I've done a lot of form, and I reckon I'm pretty much on top of every track in the country, but I haven't <laughs> heard of Wyndham, and it's in WA.
3: Yeah, so they, they, they used to do, after the Cup Carnival here, um, they had a country round in, in the Kimberleys in Western Australia, and it used to be Halls Creek, Wyndham, Kununara, and then we used to come back to Timber Creek, and this is the round my dad okay. used to do, and obviously I was, when I started my friendship with my dad, we went over there and rode, and my partner, Lindsay Schmidt, he, went, he rode over there, so it, when my dad went, we just continued the tradition of going. And, you know, that country racing, you've got to try and keep it alive as much as you can. Yeah. Um. It's getting harder and harder because as we get a bigger stable in Darwin, it's getting harder and harder to get away. But we do our best to try and keep it um, keep it going. Wyndham, unfortunately, with COVID, um, they got shut down for a couple of years, which makes it very difficult because they're all volunteers. It makes it hard for them to get back on their feet. So this year we had Kununurra, three meetings at Kununurra this year, and hopefully maybe Wyndham can get back up and running next year.
1: And how far? Excuse my ignorance. How far is it to to get mm. to Windham from where you are?
3: Um, so it's Cunnamulla is about eight hundred k's from Darwin, and then Windham's on the water at the port. So it's about a hundred k's on from on from Cuninara. So we usually base ourselves in Cunnamulla, and then we just travel over to Windham for the races and come oh. home to Cunnamulla. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty
1: fantastic. picturesque yeah. race
3: course Cunnamulla on the Ord River. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah that's fantastic uh and just even can hear it in your voice your passion for for those meetings and and the country racing which as you say it's so important isn't it in in all parts of australia but it's it's so important that that we give them support and and keep it going because uh it's good for the towns and and good for the you know for for the people that are little participants in in horse racing i think
3: Absolutely, Sammy. Like when I started training, you know, I had a dual license, jockey trainer's license, and I, my first horse was a giveaway, you know, <laughs> and I had to try and do something with a hand me down. And, and you start, everybody starts somewhere, you know, and, and you try and build your team and you try and build your owners. And, and that country racing, even for, like, you know, it's good to have horses that are winning in Darwin and winning at carnival time, but they're owners that invest in horses that they're just not carnival horses. So you've got to take them somewhere to win races for those owners to keep them in the industry. And keep yeah, them, you know keeping keepin the turnover. And, and my owners love going to them bush meetings. They, they took their kids there when they were young, and those, those girls are now 21 and 22, and they come every year with their parents. It's their family holiday. That's you fantastic. Know? And they love racing. Mm.
1: Great to catch up, Tayan. I hope you train the card tomorrow afternoon. I'll be on trackside, so I'll <laughs> keep a close eye. Uh, we'll be cheering them on.
3: We good were. on you, mate. Not too much. Don't chew them too
1: hard. Too much weight, we mightn't be able to get up. <laughs> uh, yeah, very they don't much want to be carrying to me. <laughs> Good <laughs> on For you. Me. There is, yeah. <laughs> there is Tayan Holter Thanks, who uh, has ha- had a uh, a long, a, a, a great, you know, great history in in uh, Darwin racing and and around the traps, isn't it? It Was a f- fascinating chat there, and and really good to, uh, really good to. Uh, Get in touch with Tayan and and hear about all the runners, uh, obviously, going into uh, Friday night's meeting or Friday afternoon's meeting uh, tomorrow. Now, Nashi, welcome to Darwin Turf Talk. Thanks, Sammy. How are you? Uh, All is well. Chris Nelson is here with me. Also, uh, we're doing it. I'm at home chris is uh Chris is also at home uh, on the line and cars steering the ship uh, at the control deck he does a great job a week after week uh, as do you nashi and form has been hot of late
4: yeah not too bad I've only got a small team at the moment but they're all putting their hand up and um, and uh, sort of winning winning in turn you know they're, they're, I don't think they're
1: overachieving but they're, they're, they're bit of background uh, on Chris Chris Nash uh, and and it's been a really interesting one right from the start.
4: Yeah, well, I sort of, you know, did the normal sort of introduction to racing and um, I left school sort of early to be apprenticed and um, that didn't last very long because I had a bit of a growth spurt. Um, So after that, I um, worked for a couple of good trainers. I worked for Philip Stokes and at the same time... um, good mate of mine, Will Clark and, and I were sort of the same age so we were sort of growing up together and learning the ropes together and um, and he's obviously gone on and trained but we sort of started off mucking around with a few horses together and um, and uh, yeah he, he's obviously um, doing quite well and I've, I have chose to shift up to Darwin and have a go up here
2: When did you move to Darwin, Chris? Uh,
4: I've sort of been up and down a few times. I moved originally when I was about 16 to be apprenticed um, and then went home and uh, did a few stints of just coming up for carnivals, um, but um, sort of had permanently relocated probably two years ago. And You're Nashie, right. so happy.
1: you spent you spent a good bit of time down in, in Melbourne. I think, were you training at, uh, was it Seymour or Avonall or something? uh right, yeah. I had a
4: very small team there. Um, I was working for Stephen Brown as well um, and just had a, a small team of um, probably only two or three horses at any one time and um, oh, I didn't set the world on fire, but um, trained a few winners down there as well, um, which
2: was good. Yeah, you had some success at Swan Hill, you had some success at Vanilla and you must have snuck over the border uh, to Morfordville as well.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm originally, I'm originally from Adelaide, so I always like to get back to Adelaide whenever I can. Um, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good time down there, and met a lot of people. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it was a good experience.
1: And Chris, I, I can tell you that he likes having a bet, Nashy. Don't you? You like, you like putting putting a lump oh, on. You? He's he's. He's well, digging
2: a hole for you. First, before we had you, he was telling us you would like to have a drink, and you can outdrink Sammy. Now you're having a bet. I mean, it's, it's not a angry, picture. It, mate? Yeah,
4: no, I've um, I've uh, I've uh, definitely tried to um, to refine that over the years, um, which is easier said than done, obviously. Um, but um, but yeah, no, i uh, well adapted both. I think. <laughs>
2: it wouldn't be the only so, one
1: <laughs> but it's 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 uh it it is something that you you know obviously you would uh take a lot of pride in the fact that you can get a horse in your hands and and set him up and and have a bet
4: yeah well obviously you know you're dealing with fairly limited horses a lot of the time up here and you're not going to um you're not going to make a fortune in prize money um so you do have to sort of supplement it a bit um but um that being said, sort of up here too, you know. Once once they're exposed and they win a race or two, um, that's that's it. Really, they you know they never go around a big price again or anything like that. So it does make it a bit hard. Um, but um, yeah, if you can make the if you can make the one crack work, it, yeah,
2: you know, it's good. Now you're the trainer of the uh, the horse of the year, 2021 horse of the year, and the Palmerston Sprint wither. Winner, ameen Where's May Amin at at this stage? She's been retired and she's gone to stud. Um,
4: she was a good little buy. We just bought her off the online auction uh, as a three-year-old with a view to sort of running, running her in the three-year-old races up here. But um, she sort of had a bit of, a bit more toe than we expected. Um, she'd won over, I think, 1,400 down there. Uh, so we kept her to the sprint trips and she was pretty dominant. Um, I think she might have only got beat once in her prep. Um, on the on the way through in that in that first prep, and um, yeah, it culminated with the Parmesan, which was terrific.
1: Uh, you trained two thousand and fifteen CUB horse of the year, King Kev.
4: Yeah, he was a bit of a bit of a surprise one. He was a he was another one. He just came up and sort of we rode the crest of a wave with him. He won a heap of races straight and. Um, Culminated in the big off-season race, the St Patrick's Cup. Um, sort of, both of those horses were the same, really. As as can happen up here, you get them, and if you can if you can get their head right and get them ready, um, you can you can ride the crest of the wave and sort of string a heap of races together. But um, they don't sort of always come back up. You know that I think that 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 sort of hard prep of backing up, and you know, you, you we're obviously in a in a hot Climate and it takes a bit out of them it sometimes I'm back and both of those horses were probably examples of that um it was great while it lasted but um but they sort of didn't they weren't the sort of horses that raced
2: raced on particularly well you know now you trained uh, or you do train Danon Roman who ran second in the Darwin Cup in 21 finished out of the placings this year gone for a break obviously will he's a nine-year-old will he be back for another crack next year
4: yeah, he's actually gone, we transferred him down to Greg Connor in Alice Springs, so Greg's got him now, I think he's in work, mm-hmm. um, and I imagine Greg will tune him up for an Alice Springs Cup, he um, he ran second or third in the in the Alice Springs Cup, um, third, yep, yeah, the year just gone, so um, yeah, he, he's obviously got a liking just for dirt tracks in general, not just Darwin, but um, and, uh, yeah, so Greg's got him now and he's in work and he'll, he'll tune him up for that race, I think. He's obviously getting a bit long in the tooth, but um, but he's a pretty sprightly old horse and he's got a bit of racing left in him.
1: Now, she good to have uh, Mark Pegas coming up for this meeting uh, tomorrow afternoon.
4: Yeah, I'm good mates with Mark. Um, he's done a bit of riding up here for us before. He's ridden a Darwin Cup winner, not for us. Um, but he... Um, he Yeah, he, he knows his way around the track, um, which is helpful. Um, and he's obviously a talented rider, making his uh, sort of comeback. Um, and I'm always keen to use Mark whenever I can. Like I said, we're good mates. He's going he's gonna to come up and make a weekend of it, stay with stay, and we'll um, take him out
2: and show him the sights. <laughs> good times. Uh, race four, is, is riding uh, Archie James for you in the fourth race. Archie James, ex-Victorian, had one start for you. And was a good winner. He was a good winner, yeah. And he wasn't tuned up. To be
4: fair, um, he uh, he, I was sort of you know confident enough he was going to go well. But we rolled him into that race um, fairly sort of underdone, you'd say. He didn't have a trial. We just had a sort of few solid gallops, and um, as he came. He just sort of came to hand pretty well. And I I thought we will attack that race without a trial, knowing that he'll train on. Um, so he obviously won that race. Um, and he's trained on really well since, so I don't see any reason he can't win again.
1: Race six, uh, you settle up one for Anna and Air Command, uh, and Andrew O'Toole is a big fan of one for Anna.
3: She
4: was good the other day. Her first run was a bit... um, She was sort of out of grade, and again, she was probably a bit like um, Archie James. I rolled her into that without a trial, um, and she sort of felt the pinch late in that race, and it was... Slightly underwhelming, but um, there were positive signs out of it in the speed she showed and um, how she pulled up and um, she worked well between runs and went to that race the other day with a bit of confidence, um, being a weak race and knowing how quick she is. And um, she was—I um, sort of went there thinking she'd win, but certainly not like that. Um, she was very dominant um, and ran good time, so everything sort of backed it up. Um, obviously coming out of maiden grade and she's on a fairly quick backup considering, you know, uh, the exertion of last week. Um, but it's a suitable race. Uh, yeah, so really the, only, really the only thing that I could uh, black mark I could put against her name would be how she's going to back up. But everything in the stable says she's going to back up well. So
2: you just got to trust that, I think. And your other runner, Air Command, isn't on the quick backup. has not raced for thirty-eight odd days. How's he going? Yeah, he's
4: all right. He's um, he is a very good, very good track worker. Uh, almost too good. Um, and he, he I, I was sort of guessing. I, I think he might leave a little bit on the track. Um, so I've gone very, very fresh into this. A uh, couple of light gallops, very light gallops, because um, you know, he can really set the track alight when you let him run and. Um, we're just going to try and save that for race day. So slightly different approach this week. So it's more of a see if that works. Um, But uh, again, in the stables, he's thriving. So there's no reason to think it won't.
1: Nashi, great to uh, catch up on Diamond Turf Talk and uh, best of luck with your runners tomorrow afternoon.
4: Good luck. Awesome. Thanks, guys.
1: There is Chris Nash, he does a great job with his horses and uh, as I say, likes having a bet and uh, often, more often than not, uh, pulls it off when they uh, load up, which is uh, it's a good uh, quality to have when you're a horse trainer. Chris, hey, when, you tell them to, when you tell the owners to put a lump on and they walk away with a couple of lumps, it's always good.
2: Yeah, when they walk away with no lumps, you're the one that needs to go and run and hide.
1: <laughs> uh, well, it doesn't happen very often for for Nashy because uh, he's no. he knows horses inside out, does a great job with his horses. Well, that is Darwin Turf Talk for another week and the last one for, for this year. year. So uh, we will be back on deck in uh, in the new year in January. And thanks to all the listeners. Uh, hope everybody has a super Christmas. And uh, New Year and Chris Nelson and myself will be back on deck with Darwin Turf Talk in January.